Hello everybody, this is Brian Sprang from Quest Federal Credit Union. Today we're recording another episode of Exploration, our podcast series. I have with me a couple of special guests, Matt Jennings. Hi, Brian. Hello. And Andrea Good. How are you? Hello, good. Good. All right. Well, today we are going to be discussing the share insurance topic and talking about some of the differences between credit unions and banks and why that's important to our members and how they understand the topic itself. So um, with that being said, Matt, do you have anything else to add before we get into some questions? No, we just started this, uh, this series uh, recently and one of our board members gets this question routinely and he suggested that we make this a topic. It doesn't need to be a long one. It's pretty easy to explain for the most part. And Andrea is really, really good at that. So we thought we would uh, uh, record this and, and make sure everyone understood how safe their money is. Gotcha. Thanks very much. Uh, Andrea, do you have anything to uh, get us started with? Uh, no, but we will uh, just go through this about how your accounts are protected and make sure that you understand how to best secure your money and make sure that you're protected no matter what comes. Okay. All so right. what is share insurance, I guess, is the very first and most important question that's, to be asked. That's a great question. So um, whether you bank with Quest or you bank at another financial institution, in particular banks or thrifts or savings and loans, um, you know, everyone's really commonly refers to savings accounts or checking right. accounts. And share insurance is simply the credit union term for a savings or a checking. So when you look at your statement, when you see uh, online, you know, your share accounts, we don't call them savings and checking. We call them share accounts, meaning savings, right. or share draft, meaning checking. So that's that's what it is. And, and the insurance works very much the same way, regardless of what verbiage you use. Okay, okay. So that is interesting because, you know, when people go to a bank, they see a sign that says FDIC. Right. And when they come into a credit union, whether it's Quest or any credit union, they may see NCUA. What uh, What are the differences there? Or how, how do those uh, entities function, I guess? Sure, sure. So, um, uh, first of all, the, the places that you'll see that NCUA, which stands for the National Credit Union Administration, you'll see those at all federally insured credit unions. Right. You'll have state credit unions, but they can still have federal insurance. We are a federally insured credit union, hence the Quest Federal, federal. Credit Union, <laughs> built right into our name. And that is uh, really one of their requirements that if you are federally insured, they like to see that in your name. They don't mandate it, but it is preferable. Yep. We kept federal in our name. We could have just had Quest Federal Credit or Quest Credit Union. We kept the federal because we do believe that that lends a, a level of strength to right. the not just the name but to the insurance that we have. So the short answer to the short question is: FDIC is the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, and they insure banks, thrifts, and savings and loans. The NCUA, or National Credit Union Administration, is our version of the FDIC, and they strictly insure federally insured credit unions. Okay. All right. So with those explanations in place, what, uh, what amount of insurance does a member have uh, when they have accounts at the credit union? Great question. That, that changed not long ago. And when I say not long ago... Um, it was 12 or 13 years ago, but this isn't something that changes rapidly, right. as you can imagine. For the longest time, 
whether you were FDIC or NCUA, it was $100,000 okay. per account. That changed in you know the mid to mid to a little bit later 2000s to 250,000 or a quarter of a million, however okay. you want to say it, in share insurance per account. And I'll let Andrea get into the nuts and bolts of how each account is insured, but the broad definition is $250,000. All right, so Andrea, how, how can you help our members and those who might be thinking about joining the credit union ensure that they have adequate coverage for their needs for their, uh, you know, well, the basic coverage provides $250,000 per single ownership of funds that you have on deposit at each federally insured credit union. So just because it's here, that doesn't mean that, you know, if you go to another federally insured credit union, that you can't have more funds there and also be covered. Okay. Or, you know what I mean? It's not just a it's one and done. per credit union. It's per credit okay. union. Okay. That being said, some people get a little confused. That is not per branch of this credit union. <laughs> All right, good point. <laughs> good. So that is single ownership, $250,000, no beneficiaries on your account. And then there's ways to structure your accounts to get additional coverages. Okay. And that only covers your, this is only covering your basic savings, checking, money market, Christmas your IRAs and certificates, um, certificates would be covered under the share side, and then your IRAs are an additional 250000 Okay. So just because you have it under your membership number, you might still have multiple coverage based on the sub-accounts you have under there. So let me ask you this question, Andrea. Let's say I have my share account my share draft and a, and a money market and that equals $150,000. But then I also have a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA underneath that same account and it has 150,000 in it for 300. Both pieces of that pie are covered. Correct. Okay, up to the 250. Well, no, up to, you would have up to 500 for your or 250 okay. for your yep. IRA yep. and then 250 for your additional shares. Shares. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Great. All right. So, if I'm well established and I need additional coverage, um, are there avenues for me to open up additional accounts? I don't want to diversification is important obviously and you mm -hmm. don't want to spread yourself um, or make yourself too thin in terms of the financial institutions you work with, but maybe for whatever reason you choose that you only want to do banking with a credit union, Quest or other, and you have more than 500000 or $750,000, is there a way to ensure that you are properly insured? <laughs> that was a mouthful. Thank you. <laughs> well, you can. The general rule of thumb is like here at the credit union, all of our accounts are payable on death, which makes them trust accounts in a, in a way. They're okay. all payable on death. It doesn't have to be a formal trust that you go to a lawyer and get done, which you can do that, which then sets up a whole nother way. Ours are payable on death. So when you add beneficiaries, you are insuring your account more because oh. it's based on the number of beneficiaries you have. So if Matt had an account with three beneficiaries on it, he has $750,000 worth of 
coverage. Okay. The beneficiaries do. If for some reason something happened, only Matt's getting $250,000 because mm-hmm. he's alive and well. Right. But based on the number of beneficiaries, the beneficiaries would be covered for 250 each. Okay. So that starts to get very confusing once you get over six beneficiaries. So this is for five and under. <laughs> if you get to six, then it all breaks down based on percentage. Okay. So it can get very complicated, complicated, mm-hmm. but it can be very simple. Right. You can break it down very simple. So Andrea, let me ask you this question. Let's say that you have your own account, Andrea Good. And you have your 250000 in coverage. And then Jeff opens an account. Jeff is Andrea's husband, for those that don't know. <laughs> Jeff opens his account. And does he have that same level of coverage? He does. Okay. And then he can add me as his beneficiary. I could add him as my beneficiary. And then even though we have our own accounts, we're both covered under each right. other's also. Okay. Right. All right. So you can really split it several different ways. Okay. So everybody's situation's a little bit different. I always recommend that anybody wants to know, like, if they've got that much money to be concerned about to make sure that they're covered, I always suggest they go to the NCUA's website because you can plug in. Don't have to be your exact information. Your pers- you can put you can Jane ha- Doe, yeah. John Doe, Mary Smith. You just want to make sure you use the same name for each person really involved. And it'll calculate it out for you. You can say, well, this is an IRA and this is this person is a beneficiary. Yes, the beneficiary okay. is alive. And it will calculate you out and tell you who's covered and who is not right. based yeah. on your scenario, which and, is nice. And taking that one step further, too, I, I get this question a lot. And, you know, I talk to people about the word you said earlier, Brian, and that's diversification. Mm-hmm. I mean, having all of your eggs in one basket is and always a great idea. Right. And, uh, you know, Quest is financially very, very stable. We've got a great bottom line. We're growing. We've got growing membership. Net worth is outstanding. But at the same time, in being honest with people and just saying, hey, look, you know, Quest is in a great spot right now. And we intend to be there for a long, long time. But I also want to be fair to you as a consumer and say, hey, you do have other options. There are other federally insured institutions. And if you feel like that's the best way to protect yourself, you're not going to offend us in any right. way. I mean, that's just being a smart consumer. Gotcha. And this, it's an important distinction to also make is that this insurance coverage that we're talking about is not necessarily related to the health and safety of the member. This is more in line with the health and the safety of the credit union as a whole. Absolutely. Because what happens if the credit union is insolvent or can't pay the dividends that the, that are due the members they can't make you know the right. the right kind of uh play i guess mm-hmm. you know to 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 keep their books balanced and 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 the ncua comes in and says you're no longer a solvent credit union that's, that's when these kinds of things actually take effect that's spot on it's not about share insurances and about your life insurance or right. your you know you, you can insure yourself and then pay your beneficiary it's about if a financial institution, in our case, a federally insured financial institution, struggled and became insolvent. Right. And it's, you know, this goes all the way back to the Great Depression right. almost 100 years or 120 years ago um, when, you know, financial institutions weren't solvent and people lost everything they had on deposit. Yep. And, and that started this process of federal insurance. And it also brings with it, too, and, it, you know, we, we really hadn't talked about this, but a, a great point. 
when you are federally insured, it opens you to federal examinations. Now, examination is just a different way of saying audit, which means they're in here, and because we're in great financial shape, every 18 months. The standard is 12. We get the we get the you know the wild card in in 18 (laughs) months because they know we're in great shape. We don't take excessive risk. We don't have weird loan programs and things like that that they would be worried with. So know that Quest and and any federal institution for that matter, but in our case, we are subject to federal examination at will whenever they decide. And they come in and we provide documentation and we provide financial reports and we provide policy and procedure and you name it. And they go through and they issue a report. And it's a great exercise. I mean, you know, sometimes... Um, it can get arduous with, you know, seven examiners here and, and it takes days and days and days. But a lot of times there's good that comes out of it because they'll point out something in a regulation or a rule that may be slightly changed and, and we need to tweak a, right. a policy or a procedure. So it's all, all told. The NCUA is a, a great partner of ours. Uh, their website, which is ncua.gov. And Brian, if you could include yep. that in the show notes. Tons of information out there for consumers, researching credit unions, how the NCUA started, why it started, et cetera, all of that. But they're really a great partner of ours, and and we wouldn't be where we're at today without the NCUA. Very good. All right. Well, do you guys have anything else to add or any other notes? Um, Not really. I mean, I do think if you do have questions, feel free to call in if you have your stuff here and you're like, I don't understand the insurance calculator. I just want to know, am I okay? Right. If you have less than 250000 in your account, you're, you're okay, okay, regardless of, <laughs> so I'm good. Regardless of how your account is set Check. up. If you have less than $250,000 on deposit, no need to call. You're insured. Gotcha. Um, other than that, really, nothing else. Very good. Thank All you, right. Andrea. Yeah, thank you both very much. And uh, for you listeners out there, if you do have any questions, be sure to check us out questfcu.com. I'll include the uh, link to the ncua.gov website as well as a direct link to the calculator that Andrea was talking about. Include those in the show notes. And uh, once again, thank you for listening. Matt, anything else? No, thank you, Brian. Yep, you're welcome. Thanks, Andrea. Yep. Bye.